Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. And welcome to episode 7, Caramel Week. Or caramel week. How do you pronounce it? Caramel. I said caramel too. Let's stick with that. Okay, but we'll see. I might switch up on accident. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Okay. I'll trip me up like, what are you talking about? Right, right. Um, yeah, this is the week where all of our bakers melt under the pressure and then become goo. And then the goo hardens back and it cracks. And then also they all have to make a Twix candy bar. <laughs> Wasn't that basically what it was? That's exactly what it I was. It was exactly a Twix. I was surprised at how much of a Twix candy bar that was. But just a little larger. And yeah, I guess. I mean, it looked delicious. It like, really, I really wanted a Twix after that. I did too. Yeah. I did too. I was like, it, they had to make five packs of Twix. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. There was a model for that too for me, none for you, because they're so delicious mm. that even though they come in twos, you still take both of them because they're so good. I'm not sure I've ever shared a pack of Twix before. I think that's a good advertising technique to like have it come in two, but it's like, it's so good, you don't want to share it. <laughs> we, we could just make one big one, but we're not going to. Right. Yeah. Um, this was a tough week. Would you it's say? Tough? Or like, like for tough. the bakers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were having another tough time, like, oh, after Freya went, after Freya. Freya went home. I mean, <laughs> Our somber episode. Yeah. That's also tough. We miss you, Freya. But I think the bakers, this is the worst episode for the bakers this season, I mm. would say. Mm. Yeah. Would you say? As far as challenges go? As far as performance. Yeah, it could be. There was no one baker that like did well in all three challenges. Okay, yeah. 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 Is it because this was a non-biased week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, the thing with caramel is that like, if you don't know how to do caramel, you're going to suffer in all three challenges. True. Yeah. True. And nobody seems to really know how to do caramel. Yeah, and they all suffered. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the intro. Matt and Noel Fielding, again with the phone yeah, names. Yeah. They're excited about Caramel Week. Matt offers a fun fact about Caramel. Leathery screen star Mel Gibson's original name was Caramel Gibson. <laughs> Noel says he loves the Lethal Weapon films and particularly loves the powerful acting of Danny Oven Glove. Her. And then Matt says he ruined his joke. And then Noel pulls out Danny, or, yeah, Danny uh, Oven Glove, her, and introduces the show. What do you think of this intro? Loved it. Yeah, this is up there. This is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like, the references are a little outdated. I don't think there's been a Lethal Weapon movie for, like, 20 years or something. True, true. Yeah, but, but I mean... Do you think younger generations might not get it? I don't think they'll get it. Mm. Like, Mel Gibson, that guy is not a good person. So he hasn't been really making anything. Oh, okay. Uh, Danny, um, Danny Glover, who I do like, hasn't made anything in a while, too. 
Hmm. But uh, Danny Oven Glove, pretty funny. As a student of puppetry, I appreciated this opener. Are you a student of puppetry? I was in college. Did you use oven mitts? I did not, actually. Oh, okay. I did not. We not made, too late. We made, <laughs> it's not too late to do this. We made our own puppets, not out of gloves. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's very creative, creative of you. Hmm. Um, did you make any out of caramel? No. Good choice. It's very yeah. finicky. <laughs> uh, we hear from all the bakers and what their thoughts are about Caramel Week. Giuseppe says, Caramel Week, the week where anything can go wrong. That can be true of any week, though. Giuseppe, just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiggs has, like, cool hipster glasses. Did you notice? He did, yeah. yeah. He put them off pretty well. Yeah. He said, yay, proper fake yay. That, isn't it? <laughs> he is not excited about Caramel Week. <clears throat> Lizzie is terrified, terrified by Caramel Week. She says, it's completely different to every week we've done. It's terrifying. Do you think that's true? It's different to every week they've done? Because this is like a single ingredient, right? True. All the weeks true. are kind of themed. Yeah. I thought bread is kind of, I don't know. Bread has so much things you can do with it. There's so much types of bread, but caramel, there's only one type or a couple of types of caramel. I think it's because they don't really work with it often that it makes it even more terrifying right right yeah no that makes sense uh Jürgen comes in like a scientist and he says caramel is heated sugar that solidifies without crystallization <laughs> and then at the end he says i'm dreading it after that christelle says it's just sugar and then suddenly bam it's caramel and then it burns and you're like my life's over that's pretty dramatic pretty dramatic but pretty accurate christelle mm. And then George is the last person we hear of in the intro. And he says, dare I say it, I'm feeling fairly confident, dot, dot, dot. Is that the foreshadowing we always look for when we watch it the second time? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely foreshadowing. Okay. Um, Shall we get into the signature bake? Let's. All right. The bakers are asked to make a highly decorative, as if like something is not... As if they're not going to ask them to make something that's decorative. We, we want something more low-key this yeah, week. They've never not <laughs> had something highly decorative. In. We would yeah. like a plain. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, Jürgen would have done well in that. But yeah. um, the bakers are asked to make a highly decorative sharing size. So they specified it has to be sharing size. You can't just make one piece. Some of these words are just really useless. I'm, I'm that's why you have two Twix instead of one Twix. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're asked to make a caramel tart. They get two and a half hours. They say, the caramel must be the star of the show. To which Noel says, oh, no, not again. I once auditioned for a part and lost it. Not to a caramel, but to an Italian meringue. That twist at the end of that kind of doesn't make sense with the joke. Hmm. Because if caramel is a star that's constantly taking his parts, it actually wasn't in his joke because of the, it was an Italian meringue. Right? Yeah, we may be overthinking this a little too much. (laughs) I think we put like 500% more thought into this than what they did when they were writing this. Uh, Paul says they're looking for a beautiful thin based, a beautifully set caramel, flavors to enhance the caramel, and gorgeous decorations on top. Prue says the caramel can't be rock hard like a toffee, and it can't be runny like a sauce. 
The caramel base must be cold before decoration or else everything will just melt. The bakers probably don't have a lot of experience with caramel. Um, Prue says it's because it's not something you eat every day. You shouldn't eat caramel every day, right? No judgment, actually. You could do whatever you want. Live your lives, <laughs> okay. listeners. Okay. Our, our first baker this time is Chiggs, our sales manager. Chiggs is making a chocolate, coconut, and ginger caramel tart. This tart contains chocolate ganache, crystallized ginger, laced caramel, and is topped with spun sugar. Oops. Uh, during practice, he says the chocolate is overpowering, so he's going to adjust his like, uh, ratios so that it has more caramel. So Jiggs, <laughs> he's like, I made this before and the chocolate was too much. So instead of like taking the chocolate down a notch, mm-hmm. I'm just going to up the caramel. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to do it. Yeah, that is definitely a way to do it. Um, the judges no- notice this during judging. Uh, the judges say that, uh, off the bat, just looking at it, they say that his uh, caramel tart looks very neat, very lovely, and that the sponge sugar decoration on top is very good. After tasting, though, they say that the, the tart is too heavy on chocolate, and there's almost too much caramel. <laughs> also, the caramel is too dark, and he took the whole uh, caramel and chocolate components too far. Also, the pastry is too thick. So, um, yeah, maybe Chiggs uh, should have... Uh, like altered his practice bake the other way where he kind of reduced the, the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Instead, he had more of everything, which, I mean, that sounds delicious to me, but the judges did not like it. Usually more is better, right? Yeah. For I, us, at least. Yeah. I, I want more caramel, more chocolate, more <laughs> pastry crust or whatever, but Paul's not having it. Yeah, especially if it's share size. Yeah, right. I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> so up next, we have Christelle our client relationship manager, and she is making an apple pecan. Do you say pecan or pecan? I say pecan. Pecan and miso caramel tart. Miso, again. So Christelle's, this week, Christelle's week is miso and caramel. (laughs) (laughs) I I think so. She used it in the showstopper too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Mm. it's going to have a layer of roasted pecan. Did we say pecan or pecan? I forgot already. Pecan? Pecan. Pecan. Pecan? Now, now I'm starting to doubt what I say normally. Right? <laughs> I don't know. What to, you tell me what to say. I don't I'll know. Say it. I don't Caramel, know. pecan, whatever, man. With a nutty crunch. <laughs> I mean, they're just words. Yeah. Right? Okay. Miso flavored caramel and apple cubes cooked with cinnamon. Mm. During judging, Paul said that he likes the look of the pipeworks. It's good, right? She's, yep. she's always been... Good with her piping skills. Yep, and yeah. nothing's changed during this episode. Her piping is still good. Yep, and the sides look neat, good in the color as well. Prue said, so far, so good. And after cutting into it, Prue says, hmm. <laughs> Not quite the Prue-gasm yeah. that we've heard before. No. <laughs> Paul says it's quite treacly. Is that a word? I had to look it up. Trinkly? It says, resembles treacle. Like it could be treacle. It's like molasses. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. probably not pronouncing that right. Yeah. But he says the caramel, it's slightly bitter because of that, right? Mm-hmm. But having said that, because she has the apple, the nuts, and the cream, it balances it all out. Mm. Prue finally says it's lovely, and Paul says, good job. So overall, pretty good. Yeah, I think pretty good on that one. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that flavor combination of... Apple, pecan, and miso. I don't know what caramel. I don't know what the caramel miso tastes like because I've had caramel 
Uh-huh. I've had miso, but I never had caramel miso, so I don't know. I, I would have to try it, and I want to try it. So I know it sounds interesting, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I think. Mm. I think it would be really like umami, like it's the last episode. If you put like a little caramel square in your miso soup, that's gross. So oh, okay. <laughs> that's <a> bad idea. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, we have George, who's our shared lives coordinator. He is making a caramel custard and banana tart. Mm. George says his tart is very much like a banoffee pie. So its dimensions are, or its layers are chocolate tart, a caramel custard, bananas, and then a toffee sauce. He also has a double creme and creme fraiche to cut through the sweetness. So a lot of elements here. Paul notices how much elements there are, and he asks if George will get it done on time and specifically cooled on time. George answers that his fridge is his friend in this challenge and that he prays his curdle or his custard won't curdle. <clears throat> so yeah, during the challenge, uh, George does have trouble with time <laughs> as Paul kind of predicted or hinted at because mm-hmm. that's been like a thing this season. Uh, Miss Caramel doesn't get enough time in the fridge. At the end, he kind of rushes. Do you notice that he piped like a, just like a round circle as like the decoration on top? <laughs> yes. It did not look good. And after that, he took his hands and like... He just scraped it off. Like it wasn't even a, like a graceful scrape. He was just like picking at it off. Yeah. And then he topped like little, like little small peaks. I was it like, looked, oh man. It was soupy looking. Yeah, it was pretty, it, was, it looked pretty messy. And uh, the judges noticed that too. Paul says specifically that it looked like global warming in the Arctic, which is not a good compliment. But kind of accurate. Yeah, that's true. Paul is very topical. (laughs) I mean, this part was an inconvenient truth. Okay. George says cooling time didn't work out, just like the Arctic. Okay, no, no, more, no more jokes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, they do say that it has a nice crust on it. However, the custard has curdled, which he worried about, and his, his fear came to realization. They say the caramel was completely liquid. And also, they're not getting a huge amount of flavor, which is annoying. Um, Paul finishes up, and he says, I like the base as kind of like, that's the only thing I liked about it. To which Noel tries to like cheer George up and says, you know what? I like it all, and I like you, George. And George says that that's appreciated, no. But I think he still wishes he could have done better on this signature. Do you think he really appreciated those comments? No, I think it's just like an automatic response. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like when I go to the movies, and they're like, enjoy the show, and I say, you too. And then five minutes later, I feel really dumb about it. That's just, <laughs> that's just like my automatic response when people say stuff to me. You too. Wait, when you go to the movies and you like are buying your tickets and yeah. they tell you to enjoy the show. And, and then, then automatically go, just and you like... you say you too, knowing that they're still stuck selling tickets while you're watching the movie? Yeah, and I feel like an idiot like right okay. after. Like right, immediately right after it happens, I feel like it's just when someone says something to me, right. I always say you too. Especially yes. if they're like, yeah. have a nice day. I say you too. But obviously the person who's working the ticket counter at the movies is not going to watch the movie I'm about to watch. So I always feel dumb after that, but I can't control it. It's just like my body just reacts that way. Until the one time where you're like actually in the movie theater and someone sits next to you and it's the guy that sold you your ticket. Oh, man. That would be great. I'm like, you are enjoying it. Yeah, he's like, we're going to enjoy this. 
And at the end of this, he's like, I, the movie was kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> okay, so up next we have Giuseppe, our chief engineer. And he is making an apricot and hazelnut caramel tart. Mm. It will be topped with caramelized hazelnuts and filled with chopped and whole nuts with a sweet apricot cremeux and apricot slices around the top edge. Mm. Noel and Giuseppe have a little exchange where they talk about how the caramel is temperamental. Mm. But Giuseppe says that he's used to living with an Italian wife. Which Noel replies, you know, this is going to be on the telly. And Giuseppe says, whoops. And then they, they pan to Jurgen, who's chuckling. Giuseppe's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to leave this bubble. He's going to stay in the bubble. <laughs> All right. Well, during judging, Paul says that it's beautiful. It's very thin. And he loves the hazelnuts. Prue said that the pastry is so crisp. However, the caramel is a little liquid. Mm-hmm. Funnel. Okay, she says this word. Is this a word? Funnily. Funnily? Yeah. Like merrily we rode. Yeah. Funnily like, we rode? Yeah. Don't you just say funny? I don't know. Anyway, funnily. <laughs> she says, funnily enough, although it's quite liquid, the textures are wonderful. She thinks it's overall a little too sweet, though. Mm. Paul says that we want the caramel to be the hero flavor here, but it's not. It's Uh-oh. the hazelnut. <laughs> it's not hazelnut week. Dang. He didn't say that. I said that. Okay. I was like, did he say that? No. Really harsh. <laughs> no. Wow. So I think overall pretty good, but not the best. Yeah. No. All right. All right. Uh, next we have Jorgen, who is our IT professional. Jorgen is making a triple nut caramel delight. He's using three different nuts pecans. Is that how we agreed to say it? For right now. All right. <laughs> Walnuts <laughs> and pistachios. And all the nuts are covered in a caramel layer. And then this is topped off with a caram- or a kumquat creme chaboost. And Noel says he loves kumquats. And then <laughs> during this, Jürgen's like, hey, by the way, can you pass me that, uh, that cream? Because he's like busy and Noel's trying to like talk to him. And then Noel gives him the cream and he says, you know what? This is not our bake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny. Yeah. Um, Jürgen, uncharacteristically, has some trouble at the end. Um, he didn't get things done timely. So when uh, at the end, his uh, caramel tart is still like warm when he's trying to decorate it. Mm-hmm. So because of that, he's only able to decorate it with just like um, the cream on the top without any kind of like, like uh, highly decorative like element to it. And the judges uh, notices right off the bat. Jürgen like looks at them even before they say anything and says, there have been issues with cooling. Prue says, it's a pity because they did ask for a beautifully decorated tart and they did not get that. After tasting, Paul says, it's going to take out every tooth in his mouth. Because I guess the caramel was super hard at that point. Yeah. And they said it wasn't a caramel, but rather a nut toffee and that it was too chewy. And then Prue says, not your best, Jürgen. So yeah, Jürgen kind of had a rough signature. Jürgen is a... Uh, What's the opposite of back? Not back. Jürgen's not back during the signature. <laughs> front? Yeah, Jürgen's front, Jürgen's guys. front right Jürgen. now. But will he come back later? I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. So finally, we have Lizzie, our car production operative, and she is making My Tart Will Go On. 
I love the name. Isn't it good? I wanted to give her Star Baker just for the name. <laughs> oh, okay. And yeah. a handshake. That's why I'm not a judge, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Her Titanic-inspired tart will be topped with caramelized pineapple, yeah. caramel shards, and chantilly cream mm. filled with a baked caramel custard. So we didn't talk about it, but half of the bakers had bakes where they actually had to bake it again, <clears> right? <throat> Like right. their fillings, and then yeah. the other half did not. So there was a little strategy in play here. That's true. So she talks a little bit with Paul, and sa she says that she has not been able to get everything cool enough to build the layers during practice. Mm. So she's been unsuccessful up to this point. Mm -hmm. Right to, before judging, she says that this is my tart will go on, and like the Titanic, this was a disaster movie. Spoiler <laughs> alert for those of you who have not seen Titanic. Um, or no history in general. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She alludes that the cream had melted. Mm. And during judging, Prue says, it does look rough and ready. We mm -hmm. will hear that a couple times this yep. episode. <laughs> Paul says, it's the piping. She probably lost it with the heat from underneath. However, that's one crispy base. Mm. Prue says that she might have not managed the finesse. You know, they're always asking her for finesse, right? <clears throat> right. Right now, she's substance over style. Right. She needs more style of the, over substance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prue does say, though, that the flavor is delicious, and mm. it's densely a caramel... Densely? It's definitely a caramel tart. Yep. If she just had time to finish it properly, she would have had a little triumph. Mm. Lizzie makes a funny by saying, thanks for the lifeboat. She's sticking to the theme, which yeah. Paul continues by saying that he'll throw her a life jacket as well. Yeah, <laughs> the, right. car the caramel is absolutely delicious with that base. It's a shame the way that it looks. Caramel can touch you. Was it? Caramel can touch you. Oh, I'm forgetting. Okay, let, me, let me think about this. Is it a popular phrase? Caramel can touch you oh, sometime and last you a lifetime. Oh, I see what you're doing there. No, what, what's that? What's, got, that? what's that initial I, line? I, Love can touch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're doing mm. now. Anyway, anyway uh, you can cut this out later. <laughs> no, no, that's dated. <laughs> All right, then we hear from some of the bakers after the signature. <clears throat> and George says, I knew the custard was curdled. I could see it all. Couldn't really get the flavors as well. So not a good morning at all. Lizzie says, no finesse again. Flavor, but no finesse. Giuseppe says, there's no doubt that the judges have stepped up the gear. It's a sign the competition is getting serious. And that's the end of the signature. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we move on to the, the candy bar technical or whatever? The candy Let bar challenge? <laughs> <laughs> Let's. So up next, we have the technical. This week, it's set by Mars Incorporated. <laughs> The <laughs> all these jokes are good. <laughs> the, I love all these jokes. <laughs> the creators of Twix, right? Or set by Paul in this yeah, case. Yeah, he says you will recognize this recipe because <laughs> it's Twix, and it's pretty straightforward. So, <laughs> so they expect perfection and not excuses. Mm, very harsh. Noel sends Paul and Prue out of the tent and says that they're actually going bra shopping for Paul. Matt says it's nice that they can do this together. I have no comment. Okay. Yeah. I, I was gonna, Let's I was go back to the Twix you. jokes. More Twix jokes. Okay. okay. 
The bakers are tasked to make five sets of identical caramel biscuit bars because we know they come in two in a pack, right? Right. Yeah. So actually, ten. Yeah. Each biscuit bar should consist of a crumbly, buttery shortbread finger topped with thick caramel and coated with chocolate. You don't have to describe this. It's, it's a Twix bar. Our listeners know what a Twix bar is. Is Twix everywhere though? I, I imagine like. They have to be over there, right? over there. <laughs> we have a pocket of listeners. Yeah, from the UK. So listeners, let us know if there's Twix over there. But not just there. We have listeners a everywhere. Lot of places, yeah, right? everywhere. Yeah. Listeners, let us know if there's a Twix in your country. Yeah. yeah. Is there only one Twix? It's like that a different butter, name. That peanut butter Twix too, right? What if it's a different name in different countries and people have no idea what we're talking about? Oh, right. There is a peanut butter Twix and it is delicious. I've never had Man. that. That's what? what I want this week for favorite bake. <laughs> peanut butter Twix. What else could it be called? I don't know what Twix means in English. <laughs> to like translate it to a different language. Do they have uh, miso Twix? Um, it, I mean, sure, Christelle has a recipe for right, it. Right, so. Right. so they have an hour and a half for this. We get a little insight from our judges. Paul says that making the shortbread, the clue is in the name. <laughs> Short. Okay. So you've got to add everything together, but not over mix it. And mm. if you fold it, that extra bit goes like rubber. So we don't want that, right? No. Prue says that the caramel has to be just on the top, not going down the sides. I've never seen a runny Twix before. You'll see it in this episode. Okay. <laughs> Paul says, traditionally, it's just on the top. You've got to allow the caramel to set to a point. If you go too high, it's going to set like a toffee. Yep. Which, by the way, does toffee Twix sound like a good thing? It sounds delicious. It does, doesn't it? it It'll like give a, that textural crunch to it. Like a heath bar mixed in with a Twix. <laughs> sounds good. Man, Mars Incorporated, if you're listening, yeah. this is our. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like with Noel, this is our idea. Please Venmo us the money. For this idea, <laughs> yes. Mars Incorporated. Contact Q at our Instagram. Right. I'm trying to get our plug in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our episode plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at Quick Mix Podcast. Uh, check us out on Instagram, guys. Yeah. So if you do less, though, it'll just run off. Some people will see that. Yep. All right. I'm going to cover the bottom three. And since there's only six bakers, this is the bottom half, correct? Yep. All right. So last place, unfortunately, is George. Um, George notices that while he's making the caramel, oh, I noticed that while George is making the caramel, mm -hmm. he added the butter before he added the cream. And I noticed that when the other bakers were doing this, they added the cream first. Mm. So this might have been a reason why his caramel didn't come out so well. At one point, his biscuit kind of breaks. He's like, oh no, it broke and it didn't break in the right place, <laughs> yeah. which is bad. That Not good, George. I was like, Wow, we're really relying on luck here yeah. to help us get through this round. When you're relying on like accidental drops to like cut your biscuits. <laughs> not, not a good look, George. Um, and also when he's like trying to pipe his caramel, it's like not coming out because it's not the right consistency. And uh, at the end, he just kind of puts all his like twigs in like a tin and he pours chocolate over it. I'm like, George, why are you doing that? That's not how you do it. You're supposed to put it over like the, the little like sheet right and then put the chocolate over yeah he just put it on like a big bowl and just poured chocolate into it i was like oh my god that gosh. was the, the most interesting technique i did not expect to see I, during this I, 
I was like, why would you do that? Right? <laughs> I was like, it's just an extra step, an unnecessary step, and it just makes the chocolate all weird. But, right. um, I mean, the judges might have to agree with me. They said that his Twix is a mess. It's not finished. The caramel is too hard. It's like toffee. It'll take your teeth off. Or it'll take your teeth, teeth out. Um, yeah, they said the textures are just all wrong. Uh, second to last place, we have Lizzie. Um, they say that her biscuit is way too soft. The caramel is over the edges, so it droops to the side. Just like how they said they didn't want that. Mm. It looks like a mess. And they said the shortbread is like bubble gum, which uh, that means the texture wasn't right. And then after triumphantly getting second place in technical last week, we have Christelle in the bottom three here <laughs> in fourth place. Uh, they said that um, they could notice that there was kind of a last minute rush job on like the finishing touches of it. The biscuit was soggy, and also the caramel drops to one side. Bottom three right there. Mm. So mathematically, I will cover the top three. <clears throat> yep. All yep. right. In no third monkey. place, we... <laughs> no monkey in the middle. <laughs> yes. Is that like our mascot now? No. Oh, okay, good. Okay, it's a trick smile. So in third place, we have Chiggs. During judging, Paul says, it's a bit messy. Prue says, it doesn't look great, does it? We know how she likes to throw those rhetorical questions yeah. out there, right? Don't answer, guys. It's right. a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Don't answer. Chiggs was like, what? No. <laughs> Paul said that it cut quite well. It's very soft. Prue says it's too soft. However, Paul does say that the flavors are good. So in second place, we have Jurgen. Mm. Jurgen in second place. He's back, baby. Paul, <laughs> Paul says that they are pretty uniform. They have a pattern on top. Prue says that it's quite a good biscuit. Paul says it's got a nice caramel, and they've got all the elements, but it's just not neat, which is not very characteristic of a Jurgen bake, right? Mm, yeah, I guess not. Prue says that they look very good, and the biscuit's nice. They're just not perfect. Which brings us to number one. Giuseppe. Why did I say that? Giuseppe. Giuseppe. <laughs> I was like combining them into one person. Right. I mean, they kind of are one person at this point. <laughs> you mean the person who's going to win Bake yeah. Off? If they combine and they're one baker, I think the other contestants will be really angry. <laughs> All right. Let's try that again. In first place, Giuseppe. <laughs> During judging, Paul said that they're all quite neat and they're all pretty uniform. They actually looked really good. Yeah, they did. They did, like, especially compared to the others. Like the fanciest Twix bar you'll ever have. <laughs> yeah. There's a little pattern across the top. Prue said that they're nice and slim. She likes that. The caramel is lovely and she thinks that the biscuit is a little soggy. That was mm. interesting. Yeah. Paul but... said, but it's neat enough and the flavor's there. During final judging, everyone starts clapping when they hear Giuseppe <laughs> is the winner. However, this Paul abruptly says, I wouldn't clap. <laughs> but the overall look was pretty good. The biscuit is a little soft, but overall, he's ticked the most boxes. That was my funniest moment of the episode. Oh. <laughs> everybody clapping and Paul's like, I wouldn't clap. You guys are terrible. Giuseppe just did the least like bad. Did, did you notice? Okay, so everybody placed their Twix bars on a rectangular platter. Yeah. And they all put it like in a row uh -huh. across, except for Lizzie. Yeah. Who put her. <laughs> and one of hers looked like a finger, literally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
I, I don't know why she did that. <laughs> okay. I was just wondering. She, I think that's just her thing. Like, she's kind of, you know, hello. She's creative, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before I get to our Baker's comments, I want to talk about a little segment that we had, which I think should be a mainstay. And it is when Noel sums up the Bakers in a precise way. Oh, did you did you take notes on this? I, I did. I was too I was too busy laughing. I didn't take notes. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm a great podcast researcher, guys. <laughs> I'm <laughs> great at this. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you covered this because I was like I was too busy laughing. Okay, it was good, right? <laughs> it was it good. Should, it should be a thing. Yeah, it should I be a think, thing. right? Yeah. So he he basically goes up to each baker. So he goes up to Giuseppe and he says Al Pacino if he was on the Guess Who board. Then he I goes think, to Chick. That's a little racist. But, uh, okay, I'm, racist, I'm not judging. Like I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just repeating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes up to Chiggs and says, "Lumberjack Robert De Niro, serial killer." I, I'm down with that. He has yeah, a, accurate. He has a uh, pretty accurate. Okay. Yeah. Then he goes to Yargan and he says, "The main puppet in the labyrinth, mixed with League of Gentlemen." Uh, I don't know. No. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and then he goes to Lizzie and he says, "Princess Leia, dressed as a children's bullfighter." Uh, that's, the, that, that's probably the most spot on one. <laughs> that one is pretty, yeah, I think that might be the best one. Okay. Yeah. And I wanted to bring this up also because we did not get one for Christelle or George. I noticed that too. I'm do like, you, is that fair? Do you? Okay, so I think he did it and producers said, no, nah, we can't air that. They're like, this is the most racist, like offensive thing I've ever heard. We cannot air this. Or do you think he just didn't get to them? I don't know. It made me wonder, though, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to bring this up. That's funny. Yeah, it could have been something really bad. I, I would not make any... Examples. I was going to ask you, <laughs> no, what do you think was bad enough where they no, wouldn't No, we're show? not going to play that oh, game. Okay, okay. That's not, no one wins that game. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty funny. That was a good segment, though. I wish they would do that quite often. They should do that every season. Yeah, I know. agree, yeah. Although it might offend them, but you know, comedy, right? <laughs> well, I mean, there's six bakers. They only need to air at least a couple of them, right? Yeah, you're right. All right. At the end of the technical, though, we do hear from a few of our bakers. Up first is Giuseppe. And he says, that was another surprise. Certainly getting first is a boost. However, Paul did say that they shouldn't clap, right? Yeah. 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 Then we hear from Jurgen. He said, they looked a bit uneven and that got him second place, but he's happy with that. And he feels that he did a lot better than in the signature. Mm -hmm. And then we hear from George, who says, doesn't think that he could have gone any worse. He had a terrible day. He just wants to produce a good showstopper and show something that's not toffee. And he's going to do his best. Mm, yeah. Have you ever actually tried to make caramel before? No, I just buy it. Oh, you just buy it? No, I just buy it. I buy that caramel, all that Twix. Um, whatever <laughs> else there is. Do they have different caramel? Like, do they have a miso caramel? And we're going to hear about one from Lizzie coming up, too. I mean, none of the grocery stores I go to. You have to go to, like, a specialty store? Yeah, I, I don't go to those specialty stores most of the time. I do most of my coffee at, like, Costco, you know? <laughs> like, oh, okay. They don't have miso caramel candy bars. I wish, I mean, I wish they did. I would buy, like... I've, I wouldn't be surprised if they had something like that, though. That's true. Costco is getting a lot more cool stuff lately. Do you have a, if you could, would you have a favorite type of caramel? Um, Twix, whatever that is. 
I'm really gonna get a Twix after this episode. I, yeah, we yeah. can tell you're on a Twix. Twix yeah, I'm kind of. That's all I can think about right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Shall we get on with the showstopper bake? Let's. <clears throat> all right. So the bakers are tasked to make a visually spectacular, <laughs> domed or feared caramel dessert. It has to have sugar work. There must be at least one baked element and at least two caramel components. The bakers get four and a half hours. And uh, Noah says, this is just enough time to attract every donkey, fly, or wasp in vicinity. Because they love that caramel. Yum, yum, yum. That's the assumption. <laughs> Flies do love caramel, though. Have you ever, like, had a Snickers bar, left it outside during a picnic? No. Okay, well. Have you? Yeah, flies were all over it, man. <laughs> well, you <laughs> left the opened Snickers bar? I forgot about it. We were having a picnic. Oh. And I, I ate like half Snickers bar. Uh-huh. I forgot about it. Left it on the table. Went to go do something else. I don't know, like throw around a Frisbee or something. I came back. Flies were all over that thing. Oh, how yeah. many donkeys? <laughs> mm, I don't know. I wasn't there the whole time. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, um, Paul and Peru say that this should taste and look amazing, which is kind of worthless thing to say because it should be every single bake, right? <laughs> <laughs> exclusive to this yeah, exclu- showstopper. Yeah, exclusive to the showstopper. It should look amazing and taste amazing. <clears throat> you say traditionally, um, like, like the domed, like tart of it, is like made with sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, they can use isomalt, which is more stable. Kind of a clue there to the bakers to use isomalt. Less clear, though, mm. right? Yeah, less clear, though. Pierce says, uh, just to make it more difficult, we've asked them to encase the whole thing in a dome of sugar, which is whether they're talking about the isomalt or um, the pure sugar. And Pierce says, it's a specialist skill that she doesn't expect most bakers to have. Or do they have it? Hmm. Um, our first baker in the showstopper is Chiggs. So, all right, tell me if this is a good strategy. The best. All right, he titled his uh, showstopper bake The Caramel Mistake. So he titled it A Mistake. So do you think that's good for, like, setting expectations? Here's the thing. Okay. I think it's the best strategy, except for the fact that I think that he put that out in the universe and it, <laughs> and it happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like... he. he, he it might have been the best strategy to call it a caramel mistake. Yeah. But then while he was baking it, he made too many mistakes. He manifested, <laughs> yeah. he manifested the title. That was the only drawback to the greatness of that title. Okay. Right. <laughs> he said he's naming it that because every time he's made it, he's made many mistakes. And he said at home he made 16 sugar domes before learning to use isomalt. To which then he like switched to isomalt and it was a lot better. <clears throat> His uh, bake contains chocolate pecan ganache, a pecan de quoth, coffee mascarpone mousse, and also a chocolate flour on top. He said the first time he did it, it didn't set properly, so he added a gelatin sheet to help it set. Hmm. I think Chicks put a lot of practice into this one. Yeah. I mean, 16 unsuccessful domes. It might be 17, because <laughs> when it comes to judging... Uh, Paul and Prue say that his uh, creation looks like a mess. There's leakage. Nothing has set. And it's not the right color. His dome is also really like misty. Like you can't really see clearly through it. Right. 
<clears throat> when they actually like bite into it, they say that the layers are nice and delicious. The flavors are good. However, it's such a pity because this it, is kind of weird. They say it's nearly perfect if the caramel wasn't liquid at the end. I was like, you just spent like all this time criticizing it. And then you say it's nearly perfect, except for that it's like liquid, which is like confusing to me, but I don't know. So yeah, nearly perfect, except for the whole thing was liquid. <laughs> Understandable. Right. I think that's part of the way they make it difficult for us to determine who's going to win. Yeah, like, who's winning and who's like who's up. like doing well. They don't want us to know who's doing well. Yeah. Or who's like not doing well. I think well. that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, there's sometimes where they're like, yeah, I really enjoyed every element of your bake. However, you got to do better next time. <laughs> or something, you know? <laughs> they always those curveballs at the end. Like, this is bad, this is bad, and this is bad. But this one element was good. Nearly perfect. That happens, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. I'm going to need you to take a nap because I've, I'm going to talk about Crystal for about an hour and a half. Because that's All how right. much... Uh, that's fine. Um... <laughs> I'm very tired. Because so. that's how much they spent on. They spent a lot of time on her. They did. They yeah. did, right? Yeah, they did. And I, I enjoyed it. I like Christelle. I did too, yeah. All right, so up next we have Christelle. And she's making Granddad Greg's Cactus Garden. And so Christelle's really good at making sentimental bakes yep. based around her family. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely one of them. Yeah. So she tells us that the day before... Um, her granddad, Greg, suddenly passed. He randomly brought a cactus over and he left it on the porch of the house. Right? Mm-hmm. And that cactus is still in their house and it is humongous. And then they showed us a picture of this cactus. <laughs> and the cactus went beyond the top of the photo. Yeah. So it had to have been at least like four feet plus tall, right? Yeah. So it was really cool. Also bad photography, just saying you should capture the whole cactus. Yeah, we didn't have a good representation <laughs> of just how humongous it was, right? Yeah, I mean, it could have like reached the sky. She could have climbed it, found some like beans or something. That's right. Yeah. It could have. So her dessert will contain a coffee peanut ganache on a peanut biscuit base with caramel mousse and caramel sauce with miso caramel rocks. Miso. And a ch- I thought you were going to go somewhere with that. I'm glad you didn't. Nope. We're, Caramel. We're a classy show. Okay. And a chocolate mirror glaze with Granddad Greg's cacti sitting underneath an isomalt terrarium dome. I got to applaud you for just getting through that sentence. I, I, I was, <laughs> That's a crazy sentence you just said. I was laboring at the end there. I was laboring at the end. So I was trying to hang on. Yeah, no. Good job. So she tells us that he was very, very generous and would buy them slabs of chocolates and sweets. And that her mom would get sh- so annoyed. And then they showed us a picture of Granddad Greg. So it was kind of nice. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So during the actual bake, Crystal made about eight domes, like during the bake. Yeah, she made a lot of domes. Right? Yeah. Finally, she ended up using the balloon technique, which we'll learn. Wait, Chicks did it too, but Lizzie yeah. kind of helped her out, right? Yeah. So... Unfortunately, though, after she successfully made the dome, she put it on that mold, which 
That mold is all bad, And man. it stuck to the mold, and he couldn't get it off. Me and my wife were like, why did you just put it straight onto your bank? Uh, right, <laughs> Why did right. you, like, put it on a third surface and, like... Exactly. It did not... And it didn't... That mold is just terrible anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that was, was, like, what kept her from <laughs> getting a successful dome in the first place. It was so avoidable. She and then she put yeah. it on the, <laughs> on the mold <laughs> and couldn't get it off the mold. Anyway, during judging, Paul says, what happened to the bowl? To which Christophe explained that it was a bit of a last-minute rush, that she went with the balloon method, and it was supposed to be much bigger. <laughs> However, Paul did say that he likes the look of the chocolate and that she's got a lovely glaze on there. It looks lovely. And I will say, in that mirror glaze, when they showed it and Noel was looking at it, I legit saw him in the glaze. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. it was that shiny. That's pretty right. good. Prue said that it's very beautiful, that she loves the color. It's sort of a salted caramel chew. Paul said that the biscuit layer was okay. The chocolate layer, the top's just too thick. Mm. And the mousse was quite dry, which I don't know how that's possible, but I guess it is. And mousse should be like bubbles in the mouth. Do you know what else should be like bubbles in the mouth? Bubbles? Bubbles, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know what else would be like that. I don't know. <laughs> he did say it's quite stodgy and that, again... I think gelatin is a theme in this round, and too much gelatin is a theme in this round. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Too much jelly. Yep. Prue said it's a bit too much. It's gluey. But Paul did say overall he likes the flavor, even though it is rich. You couldn't eat a lot of that, but it looks lovely. Yep. And yeah. that's the history of Crystal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a good episode of TV. We're yeah. done, right? Yeah. All right, well, Thanks we'll for listening. Next <laughs> All right, next we have George. George is making a salted caramel almond and hazelnut de croix. Um, that's just the name of it. It's not a very creative name. <laughs> but surprise, surprise, it contains hazelnut and de croix layers. It also contains a lot of different ingredients. A salted caramel Italian butter, meringue buttercream. <laughs> Smooth chocolate ganache. It's also topped with shards of honeycomb. And George... Being very brave, instead of using isomat for his dome, he uses sugar because he wants a fully clear dome. I gotta give him props for that. Yeah, I gotta give him props for that. Yeah. Um, Paul asked him at one point if it would be hard to cut through three layers of the quas. And George says, it went well in practice, so okay. Hmm. Um, Paul says he needs to bring his A game today, just making him nervous for no reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just putting the pressure on. When he already feels the pressure, because we know he is. Uh, and George says, I packed my bags last night, which is very sad. Um, and, and then Noel says, I'm going to go unpack your bags. <laughs> but hold that thought, Noel. <laughs> um, during judging, Paul says that his dome looks amazing. Um, he was very successful using sugar to make it look clear. And yeah, they applaud him for using sugar instead of isomalt. Prue says, it's beautiful. When they actually cut into his uh, showstopper, they say it's a little dry. It needed a mousse or bavoir. However, it tastes very nice. And then Prue says, if you get a whole mouthful of everything, it's delicious. And she says, good job. But George kind of like, George did very well in the showstopper. For, um, well, not very well, because like, there were some things wrong with it. It was like, kind of dry. But like overall, amongst like, others i think he did pretty good i agree and to be honest i was a little surprised i thought after seeing everything kind of come together yeah i did not think the judging was going to go as well as it did yeah yeah 
Yeah, but like the, the elements that they did point out, I was like, it wasn't the clearest dome I, I saw. Um, but you thought it was the clearest dome? Actually, no. One of the clearer domes. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely one of yeah. the clearest. But not like someone else. <laughs> All right, yeah. That's it might it. be. That's yeah, might be. no. But yeah, that's uh, George. Uh, did did terrible in the, sh- the signature and the technical and did good in the showstopper. Yeah, he made a comeback. Right. All right, so up next we have Giuseppe. He's making a salted caramel and praline dessert. It includes a set salted caramel mousse with chocolate praline and topped with a set apricot and caramel glaze. Glaze. During judging, Prue says that it's a lovely shaped dome. However, this is Paul, sorry. Paul said that it's a lovely shaped <laughs> dome. I get them confused all the time. They look the same. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. much one person, like yeah. Jürgen and Giuseppe. <laughs> right. However, it's very misty. It looks like a greenhouse in the winter. It looked like it had condensation on the inside of it, right? Mm, yeah, That's it like how I would describe it. Yep. Prue, the other judge, said that apart from that, it's very elegant and neat. Paul said that there's so much caramel. <laughs> Prue agrees that it so- certainly tastes like caramel. But she says it's actually, it's not too much. However, something's slightly wrong about the textures. The glueiness of the glaze is a little unpleasant. Mm. Paul said that his mousse is all wrong. It's like wallpaper paste, and it's heavy and stodgy and dry. The glaze is too gluey, a little too much gelatin. Mm. But Prue does say, however, it does taste lovely. I think that's one of the worst like judgings that Giuseppe has gotten. Pretty rough, huh? Yeah. One of the worst For his standards. Had. For his standards, especially in the showstopper. I don't think he's done that poorly in a showstopper. But uh, speaking of poorly, but the opposite, we have Jürgen. Richly. Richly. <laughs> Jürgen <laughs> is making a caramel contrast. Um, it has a lot of layers. He pulled out his like instructions or his steps for this. Oh, There's 107 steps that he has to do. 107, which is crazy. But this is Jürgen, and he's very organized. He spent half his time explaining what was going into his yeah. pick. <laughs> So, all right, his bag contains caramel, hazelnut, praline, chocolate genoise, caramel bavois, a short crust bottom, mango and passion fruit bavois, lady fingers on the outside, and topped with a mango flower. Uh, no one asked him if this bake will be his return to form. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. And then Noah actually says, when you don't have an excellent week, you still quite have a good week. But then everyone's disappointed, which I got to agree with Noah on this. Like, they're judging Jürgen like, to a different standard. And if he isn't like the best, they're like, oh, what happened to Jürgen, man? What's going on? He's unback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then Noah asks him if he has any nicknames. And he's like, I don't have any nicknames. And then he says he doesn't understand like putting an S at the end of any names as like a nickname. So instead of Noah, it'd be like Noles. Which I kind of don't understand either. Do you understand? No, that's like if I were to call you Q's. Yeah, kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, at one point, he's like holding his dome, trying to like get it to set. And he's like holding it for 10 minutes. And it's like a, a physical exercise that looks like very exerting. He's like exerting himself. He's like sweating. <laughs> I was like, man, that's, that looks rough right there. He probably has like some arm soreness the next day or something. Uh, don't judging. Prue says that his dome looks the most spectacular. 
Paul says the dome is crystal clear and beautiful. That thing looked like glass. <clears throat> yeah, like, it, it looked was like glass. so good. Jurgen's back, guys. <clears throat> At this point, they take off the dome and they cut into a showstopper. And they taste it, and they say the bavoir are all the same thickness. The caramel at the bottom and the pastry are as thin as they should be. Paul says, delicious. Absolutely every layer. It's nice to see you back in the tent, Jurgen. Prue says it's an absolute triumph, and she can't resist having another mouthful. But Jurgen's back, baby, as Paul alluded to. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Jurgen's ever gone, but they just keep saying Jurgen's back. So I guess he's back. But Jurgen did a great job. Let me ask you this: Didn't they crack his dome? Yeah, they did, and everyone's like, "Ah!" Oh. You can hear like noises going, "No!" They, but he did not crack anyone else. He he removed everyone else's by hand, right. but he cracked Jurgen's. Because I think. Paul was so impressed by like how crystal clear it was. Yeah. That he wanted to like test it. Destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, no one should have a dome this nice. No one. That's what I thought too. Yeah. I was like, I was keeping tabs after that. I was like, he only cracked one dome. Yeah. And it was the best one. And then when he cracked it, there was like everybody reacted to that. They're like, ah. Oh. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Interesting here. All right. And finally we have Lizzie. Lizzie's making roses really smell like caramel. <laughs> is this a reference to the outcast song or is that outcast song a reference to like a different saying or something caroline you know that one a little bit more no we're not doing this <laughs> come on by define <laughs> it could be however she does say that people get flowers all the time but she would rather get cake i agree all right so Lizzie is turning the bake on its head with a blue isomalt bowl filled with apple cake mm. and sage-flavored caramel. Sage-flavored caramel. Mm. What do you think about that? I don't know about that. <laughs> no? Yeah, I think sage, I like sage as like a savory kind of flavor. Caramel, I think of as kind of like a, a sweet flavor. So sage caramel. I don't know. I know, I know what your favorite caramel is. Um, what is it? It's five five with brown eyes. <laughs> huh? Huh? That's pretty good. Yeah. Smile. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smile like what? Uh, I don't know the next lyric. No, you totally know. No, like, I don't. Not... I don't know it. What is you it? you know this jam? <laughs> no, I know that part of it. I don't know what the next lyric is for some reason. Oh. I'm blanking out. <laughs> like the sunrise. Oh yeah, like the sunrise. I totally know you know that. I was trying to get you to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, back to Lizzie. So she's doing something different. Everyone else had their dome on the top, but she's using her dome as a bowl, right? Yeah. Filled with that apple cake and sage-flavored caramel, pecan brittle, and honeycomb, <laughs> and decorated with apple and toffee pastry roses mm -hmm. inspired by Outcast. I don't think she said that. No? Okay. <laughs> During judging, Prue said that it looks amazing. As always with her bakes, it's surprising and witty, and Prue likes it. Paul said they asked for finesse, and he thinks they've got it. <laughs> so finally, right? Mm -hmm. She's done an upside-down dome, which is unusual and brave. 
Prue said that she's never had the sage caramel before. Yep. And that the flavors are very strong. To be honest, it does not look great <laughs> inside there. It's a bit rough and ready again. Mm -hmm. We got another rough and ready. Yeah. Paul suggests that it's like a truffle, that she's got literally a mess of everything going on. <laughs> <laughs> and that she's basically based with the flowers, right? Mm -hmm. So Prue said, again, funnily enough, Paul says it's like a trifle, but it would be better if it had a ton of custard in it because it's quite stodgy. Mm -hmm. The roses are not great to eat and it's very sweet. Paul said he's never had anything like it before. Prue says that she thinks it's very brave. And Paul says, yeah, very brave. Mm. So they were tasked to have a transparent dome. Yes. Hers was blue <laughs> and filled with cake. Hers was a vase. She so made a vase. It make, a, it, it was a different color. Yeah. B, it was filled with something. Yeah. So it's not like the light really could shine through it. But they didn't really comment on it. Because I, I thought, I wonder if she's going to get... Dinged? Yeah, for this. Yeah. I think they enjoyed it. The they liked it. it though, right? Yeah, the judges are unpredictable. Yeah. I mean, I could totally see them like tearing her down for not following the brief too. But, but it worked in her favor. They liked it, yeah. So good for her. <clears throat> so after this segment, we kind of hear from all the bakers. Lizzie says, the tables have turned. Now I'm all style and no substance. <laughs> so she seems frustrated. Uh, George says, Yeah, Paul said he liked the flavors. He loved the way it looked. He just thought it was a bit dry. Whether it was enough, I don't know. Dot, 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 dot. Uh, Giuseppe says, I don't know who's going to go home or who's going to get Star Baker. And I was like, We don't know either, Giuseppe. <laughs> we do not know. Chick says, This is the tightest week, 100%. And then we get a judges' roundtable. Um, Noel says that the bakers will be glad to see the back of Caramel Week, implying that it hasn't been a good week for the bakers. And Paul says right away, it's nice, you know what? It's nice to see Jürgen come back. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> like, Paul, stop. Stop, stop making this narrative. Where <laughs> like has he gone? Of Jürgen leaving and coming back all the time. Uh, Paul also says George deserves a pat on the back. Prue says, but is it enough to save him? Dot, dot, dot. Prue also says Lizzie's showstopper was kind of inedible, and she's in the bottom as well. Um, Paul says Giuseppe's showstopper was gelatinous, but however, he did well in the first two challenges, <laughs> so he's in line for Star Baker. <laughs> and then they say that Christelle and Jorgen and Chiggs are also in line for Star Baker, so they agree that there's two people in trouble, which are George and Lizzie, and the other four are in line for Star Baker, just by default, I guess. Um, now's a good time to think, like go over our picks from last week. Yeah. All right. So last week I said that George was going home. And I think I said that Star Baker was going to be Lizzie. Was it Lizzie? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, I picked the the two people that <laughs> in the bottom <laughs> two. <laughs> and you said that. Uh, I said that Jurgen was going to win Star Baker, yep. and Giuseppe was going home. So I picked two people on the top. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, that's pretty even, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for Star Baker, they announced it, and it's Jurgen. He's and back. He's back. Noel literally says, you're back, Jurgen Pops. You're back. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> he's never gone, you guys. But anyway. And finally, they have to send someone home. Matt says, it was really close this week. It could have been one of two people. I was like, they never say that. That's crazy, but yeah. I guess 
It was that close. And they said, the person who is going home is someone we've all grown really close to, and we will miss them a lot. Unfortunately, it is George. Paul says he is sad to see George go, but ultimately, George made more mistakes than Lizzie did. Mm. Mm. And uh, yeah, George says, speaking to my family, they're just so proud that I've managed to get in the tent. So yeah, week seven, I'm fine with that. Um, Paul says, Jürgen did enough to win Starbaker today. And Prue says, Jürgen is back to his old self, isn't he? <laughs> and she says, honestly, honestly the, the showstopper was one of the best desserts I've ever tasted, and I want that recipe. And then we get a shot of uh, Jürgen calling his family and their home to pick up and celebrate with him. As and- soon as I heard that Jürgen won, the first <laughs> thing that came to my mind was, is anyone going to answer the phone? <laughs> <laughs> we all have anxiety now yeah. from that first episode where Jürgen won Starbaker and no one answered the phone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Jürgen Starbaker, he did, I'm looking back at everything, he did, yeah, he did pretty well in everything. Or, like, I guess his signature was a little weak. Yeah, the, the first round, he didn't seem to do that well. And then he got second. He rushed, yeah. And he got second. He got second in technical, right? Yeah. And actually, I mean, I wasn't sure who was going to go home. I was like, it's George or Lizzie. And I was like, but George had a good showstopper, which is like really important, right? But he also did as, as, like, as bad as you can during the signature and the technical. Right. So I was like, I honestly don't know who it is. Did you know? I did the second time I watched. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good you knew the second time you watched it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, so Lizzie stays. I, I think, you know, we talk about the judging and... Like you had mentioned earlier, I think we put a little more, we, we say that the showstopper has a little more weight. Yeah. But then also, I think when it comes down to the very end, you're only as good as your last bake, but in the middle of the series, they do you think they take previous or weeks like, into consideration? I think they must have. Right? I think they do, yeah. Because George hasn't been struggling for like the last, he's been like bottom three the last like couple episodes. Right, and so with that in mind, I thought it probably would be George. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paul says that these five are some of the strongest bakers of any year going to the quarterfinal. Next week will be difficult. So yeah, five left. Very interesting. Um, I think the five left are the... It's probably the right five, right? No, it's not the right five. Freya isn't is in it. <laughs> Never mind. You guys picked the wrong five, guys. Did I say wrong five, guys? Like burger chain? Yeah, you did. Let's go get a burger. Some burgers and Twix. I mean, that, you can't really beat that combination, <laughs> right? <laughs> My doctor wouldn't like it, but you know. You gotta live, YOLO. All right, shall we get into our segments? Let's. What was your funniest moment of the week? Okay, I have to say that this episode started off very slowly for me. Yeah. Because we kind of keep tabs, so we kind of talk about them. But then at the end, I thought, like, it really picked up. So I have a couple, like, I, I think my funniest one was, and I don't know why this was funny, but when Noel was telling the bakers that they were halfway through during the showstopper, Matt interrupted Noel by telling him that he was halfway through telling uh, yeah. the bakers yeah. that they were halfway through with that's, them. That's kind of like our humor. We like that kind of yeah, humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. cracked me up a lot. That's pretty funny. But also, Matt's head was a dome. That, uh, was, that was my, my tie for, like, funniest moment. 
that was pretty funny, right? Yeah, and that, I was like, oh, he knows that. I'm going to pick this as one of my funniest moments. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's Matt's sweet spot, right? He's yeah. His head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was that. And then also, like, them applauding during the technical. And, and Paul was like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't deserve applause. You guys are the terrible. Which is funny. I don't know if this is funny or not, but when George mentioned that he had packed his bags and then Noel literally unpacked his bags and brought his clothes to the tent <laughs> and then george went home i so mean he would it's kind of re- tragic he would have to repack <laughs> his bags again right yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> he has to like, do the sad thing like twice yeah i was like oh 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 <laughs> so yeah a lot of funny moments some like tragic funny yeah it, it, it came it really uh at the end kind of came to to be really good yeah <laughs> all right what was your favorite bake of the episode i mean are we not picking the twigs no, i'm picking the twigs <laughs> <laughs> the pics the, the twigs that was uh presented like the, the, the twigs that like paul and prue were eating when they were talking about how to make it i want that one not only were they perfect but they would you say they were like two and a half to three times larger than a regular Twix. Yeah. Which I mean, made it even more, like, you wanted to eat it even more, right? Extra Twix, you can't go wrong with yeah. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think if there's one thing that I'll remember from this episode, it has to be the Twix, you know? <laughs> So, yeah, it's unanimous. The, the best bake this episode was that Twix. All right. Next week, quarter final. Five bigger stuff. We have Chigs. We have Christelle, we have Jurgen, Giuseppe, and Lizzie. Who do you think is winning Starbaker next week? You cannot pick Jurgen because he won this week. So here's why I have a, I have a couple of dilemmas. Okay. Because last week, I, I threw out there that there was a pattern, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, you were right about the pattern, so actually. It was Jurgen, Jurgen, Chiggs, uh-huh. Giuseppe, Giuseppe, Christelle. So it should be Jurgen Jurgen again. <laughs> what? But it's I not Giuseppe. <laughs> but I can't. I can't pick Jurgen, right? Right. And then, so next week is free form week. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Okay, I wasn't sure either. Is that they just do whatever they want? I don't know. They're like, hey, it's a signature bake. Make something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys get five hours. Do yeah. whatever, man. Yeah. I, yeah. So I'm not know. sure. Free form tells me. So <laughs> everyone's one star baker. Except for Lizzie. Correct. And I feel like this could be her week. The because, free form week? Because she is the less forming. I mean, that's a good point. She doesn't like form. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, also, did you notice on Netflix this week that the title of the episode was episode seven it yeah wasn't it wasn't caramel. called caramel week it was just called, it's episode, just called seven. episode seven right why um an error <laughs> someone got lazy oh okay. <clears throat> i don't know not because producers changed the the theme at the last minute <laughs> <laughs> so the original theme was the, the number seven we did build Make everything into seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this week we're tasking them to make a seven D bake. It has to be decorated seven times. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I'm gonna go with 
I have to break my pattern, but I'm going to go <laughs> with Lizzie. Hmm, interesting. Who do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be Giuseppe. Oh, you do? Yeah, I think it's going to be Giuseppe's back, guys. Giuseppe's back. <laughs> yeah. Last week, Jürgen's back. Now Giuseppe's back. And I'm, I'm actually picking Lizzie to go home. Me too. What? <laughs> you can't pick she's, one person. She's to... <laughs> either going to be all or nothing. Are you hedging your bets here? No. No. All right. All right. Who, who is the most... For... <laughs> what? Why are you laughing at my prediction? You said who like twice. You literally said who. Well, who? Because you didn't answer the first time. <laughs> it was just who. Well, the, the, first uh, okay. one, the first one was rhetorical. The second one had a question mark. Okay. okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. That checks out. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. Okay. Who? Who? <laughs> What I, I was alluding to, <laughs> who made the owl? <laughs> who made the owl bake? It was last episode, right? <laughs> Giuseppe, right? Yeah, Giuseppe. Who is the least owl? Le- no, the opposite of form. Who? who what? Made- <laughs> what are you talking about? Giuseppe is like the master of forms, right? right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> we can go down this path, yeah. He's going to have trouble this week because it's free form and he doesn't know what to do. Oh, my God. Giuseppe is going home this week. That is a crazy prediction. So man. we have opposite <laughs> predictions, right? Yeah, we have literally the opposite predictions. All right. Okay. Listeners, let us know. If who Giuseppe, is right? Listeners, let us know who <laughs> and who is going home and who is Starmaker. <clears throat> so, yeah, we think either Giuseppe is going home or Starmaker or Lizzie is going home or Starmaker. At least I provided <clears throat> like valid explanation why my pick, you just pick people. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, I have valid reasons. Giuseppe is a great baker. <laughs> And Lizzie has been struggling, but I don't know. I mean, she could win Star Breaker next week. I, I, I don't know. Preform, that can mean anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be called episode eight. <laughs> Preform. Five bakers left. We only have a couple episodes left, you know, set. Yeah. We have quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. We have three episodes left. Wow. Oh. We went by fast. Yeah, we went by really quick. Except for that time that like Ray got kicked off, and I was like, "Do we just keep watching?" I guess we just keep watching, right? <laughs> they need to have a comeback mm. episode. We've talked about it before, like We're... a wild card. Yes, like we brought back one of the bakers. Yes, it's Tom. We brought back Tom. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Hey guys, I'm on my train with me." He's coming back yeah. on a, yeah, on a life size train that he <laughs> baked himself. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to us. Um, yeah. Next week is going to be very interesting, very intense. And uh, it might, we, we've been pretty good about releasing the episodes the same day the episode drops, but I'm going on holiday next week. So this episode might come just a little later next week, but uh, just FYI, the episode will be coming. That's what they say in the UK instead of vacation, holiday. I think so, right? Okay. I'm going on holiday, guys. Who? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> you you are going on holiday. Yeah, I'm going. Okay, on see, I can just like when you say it, I answer. That's like yeah, the normal right, thing. Right. You do. I guess that's how podcasting. That's what we should do, right? <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>